We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster alongside you here on this, what is today, Wednesday edition. All these holidays and, you know, celebrated days and observed for businesses really has me thrown off, Tommy. It's been a strange year for holidays. The breaks have been weird. They've come in, like, the middle of the week, and we get all these observed holidays on Mondays because Christmas and New Year's fell on Sundays this year. I'm having a hard time getting caught up on life. Yeah, we're kind of back to normal, though, now. Like, this is kind of the, the first, like, legitimate week outside of the holidays. And although I guess Monday was an observed holiday, though, too. So, yeah, we've Monday got a little bit of time, holiday. I think. Maybe, I guess, what, next week would be the first legitimate week after the holidays. We'll, we'll get there one day or another. We'll figure it all out. Uh, it'll be okay. I'm kind of counting on next week as, as feeling back to normal. Uh, congratulations to Benny in Wichita, who's headed to the Wichita Thunder on Saturday. A four-pack of tickets and a couple of free iced teas from HTO. That uh, giveaway at the end of last hour. Uh, have a good time on us, Benny. What's on tap this hour? We'll talk a little bit about the NFL. A lot of bit about the NFL, uh, quite frankly. 869-1240. We spent the first hour mostly on, on college hoops and a little look back at KU's bowl game uh, with the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney. You can always go to KFH Radio and listen to that. Uh, Tommy, in the world of the NFL, everything surrounds DeMar Hamlin right now. And as we continue to wait, we do have some reporting this morning. So Coley Harvey um, has been reporting on this for ESPN. He's sort of been right there on scene talking to some people. And I, I think the updates continue to be very... Um, reservedly optimistic. I think there's still a long way to go, but Coley Harvey reporting about an hour ago um, that he's been speaking with the family or, or people close to DeMar that there was some promising overnight readings that they were hoping to see, but some progress still cautions, though, that he's still sedated and in critical condition. Um, Coley Harvey clearing up that there was only one resuscitation 
uh, and that was the one at the stadium. There was not another one at the hospital. Um, and then just some other updates from the family. You can see that reporting at Coley Harvey. But I, I think that we can continue to be very, very, very cautiously optimistic in these situations, Tommy. A, a heart stopped. And the damage of that, now hearing from medical professionals for, for two days, um, is that you got to see what other damage was done in that time. All of those medical professionals, at least the ones I've seen, speak to the great fortune that, you know, that medical personnel was there resuscitating almost immediately. That matters. Um, we heard yesterday from, I believe it was his uncle, that there was concern about any lung damage. Um, and then you heard the sound from us here right before we came on that, you know, about 50% now instead of 100% help from uh, the breathing apparatus. So that's all good news, we think. But it sounds like still totally not out of the woods. And, and these things are really delicate. And we'll just continue to wait and uh, pray and think about DeMar Hamlin and his family. And, you know, some of the stuff we're seeing, of course, in these situations makes you proud, right, of humanity uh, for the most part. So we continue to wait on all of that, Tommy, and hope for the best. But at least we're getting some signs we think of maybe some good news here. Yeah, this is not a quick fix. Um, it's not going to be just a, hey, we've got you know an answer and he's good to go um, anytime soon. Uh, it's a touch and go situation. It continues to be. He remains in critical condition. Um, the, the more that I thought about this over the last 24 hours, the more appreciation I have for the team of medical experts that are on the sidelines at every single NFL game. Uh, and, and that wouldn't have always been the case, right? Um, I, I've heard a couple people on uh, social media credit this where if it wasn't for the world of head injuries and head trauma that the NFL has worked hard on trying to mitigate over the years, you probably wouldn't have the kind of medical staff on the sidelines that you have now in NFL games. Um, so if you go back in time, go back 20 years or 30 years, even further back than that, um, you don't have the kind of equipment, you don't have the kind of personnel, you don't have those people on the sideline that are ready to rush out in a moment's notice and you know do what they can to, in this case, uh, attempt to save a life in DeMar Hamlin. Uh, and so that's a credit to the NFL. And I know that the NFL has taken a lot of heat over the last you know close to 48 hours, 36 hours or whatever since this all happened. And, and that's to be expected to an extent. Uh, but with what they've done as far as putting teams together on the sideline to try to uh, make sure that you've got the proper personnel and the proper equipment uh, for a nightmare scenario such as this. Um, I think that's to be commended. And uh, I never really knew. I knew that there were athletic trainers. I knew that there was always an ambulance, but what I didn't know was just the overall apparatus of medical personnel and equipment that is on site at every game. And, uh, you know, clearly that will continue moving forward. Uh, but that that is a little bit of a, I think, a tip of the hat to what the NFL has done there. Yeah, it, it makes me wish and hopeful um, that we could have everybody trained on CPR, how to use an AED, make them very much like fire extinguishers, a necessary thing to have in public places. Um, you hear these stories all the time, and you've heard doctors say over and over and over and over again how important it is 
to do things quickly. Why, you know, let's let's teach kids how to do CPR and use one of these things in school. Um, I mean, it's it's we are incredibly fortunate, and and I hope that you know through all of this, you always hope good comes out of it. I think that's a piece of it that could be really good for society. Like let's let's get them in everywhere. Like let's let's take some you know funding and do this thing so that that everybody has an opportunity because we see right in front of us on national television how important. That is, and thankfully, it was in place in this situation. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, when the dust settles on this, maybe, you know, we all look at it and hopefully the news remains positive and good and we can do some good things. The NFL has to do some things to get through the rest of the schedule. So yesterday, the NFL basically said, this week, Bills, Bengals ain't happening. But they're not canceling that game at this point, Tommy, which makes me think they're not going to. Um and, and I don't think that they should, by the way, at this point. They're going to play Week 18 as is, and then we'll see what happens. To me, I think, one, I think that's the right decision for this week. Don't play that game. Play the rest of the games, and then let's see. I think that there is a solution here for the NFL. Um, I think you do that, get through this week, and then next week, all by itself, in some sort of tribute game you play the rest of bills bingles by itself on whatever night you do it and then i think you get rid of you push the playoffs a week and get rid of the pro bowl week basically get rid of the off week before the super bowl and then just play right through we haven't always had the bye week before the super bowl that's not a big deal i think emotionally i think logistically it makes the most sense because we don't have playoff sites fully determined yet anyway so moving those a week doesn't affect a whole lot. It doesn't affect what you've already got planned for this week, and it allows you to do something special by itself for the rest of that Bills Bengals game that you can really, you know, you can make it a fundraising opportunity. You could do so many things with it by itself. You get rid of the bye week before the Super Bowl. Nothing logistically changes for the Super Bowl. Maybe it impacts the Pro Bowl. Again, who cares? Um And I think that that's a path for the NFL that they would be able to take and keep things relatively um, good for the logistical difficulties that they face and the emotional difficulties that they face in this. Yeah, there is a little bit of flexibility here, right, with that bye week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl that they have built in anyway for the Pro Bowl. Um, You could get rid of that entirely uh, and then really structure it in whatever way makes the most sense. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, he suggested, uh, and and all of these suggestions do involve getting rid of that bye week, but he's suggesting proceeding with the NFC wildcard round uh, as normal and also having Bill's Bengals that same week and then doing the AFC wildcard the week after that um, is what he's suggesting. Uh, But, you know, you could do it a variety of different ways. I like the idea if you're going to finish the game to have it be a standalone game uh, before the playoffs start entirely. And then like you mentioned, you can have um, fundraising opportunities. You can have it be kind of a national spectacle. Of course, we don't know yet what's going to ultimately happen with DeMar Hamlin. And that's going to dictate, I think a lot of sure which way this is going to go. I think there is a scenario on the table where this game does not get played. It does not get finished. 
Um, again, it's going to, I think, kind of be dictated by the the status and prognosis of DeMar Hamlin. But um, I do think that depending on how it all goes, it would be difficult for these players, especially for the Bills, to go back to the scene in Cincinnati and try to finish this game. Um, and so then you're getting into a conversation about what does playoff seating look like? How do you determine that? Is the game a no contest? Do you call it a tie? Um, and there are different scenarios on the table for that, too. Um, there are there are reports right now. Uh, Benjamin Albright, who's an NFL reporter uh, for KOA Radio in Colorado, uh, said that the league is considering options for playoff seating if this game does not get played. And the reason I think he is involved in this is because there's a scenario where the Chiefs game against the Broncos last week may not count for playoff seating. They may pull that off the table entirely and not have that game that we just played on Sunday, or I guess, yeah, on Sunday with Denver, that game may not count for playoff seating for Kansas city. Uh, so I don't, I don't exactly know. Uh, I don't think the league exactly knows what they're going to do, uh, but there are a variety of options on the table. Yeah. And, and I think there is no rush either for it. Um, I, I think, Waiting is the only option. I think that you just can't need to constantly communicate with DeMar Hamlin's family at this point, and hopefully him at some point, but at the least his family, and see what they want. See what they want to do. See what they think the best thing is. They may say, let's do a tribute game no matter what. Good, bad, if we're still waiting, no matter what it is, because we think that could you know, celebrate him in the best way. I don't know, and I, I'm making that up because I don't know what their mind space is right now. you got to talk to the teammates and the players, too. But if you're going to ask them to play this week, um, they're already you know, preparing themselves for that. As far as seeding, I know how this is going to go. On January 4th, we're going to say none of that matters. On January 11th next week, depending on what's decided, if something's decided and it's not totally fair— People are going to get upset about it, and they're going to gripe about it, and they're going to complain about it. I mean, that's just – there is no way that if, you know, it's not all done equitably that people won't gripe about it. And as fans, that seems ridiculous. As organizations, you're asking a lot of them to, get, you know, to give that kind of stuff up. So I, I don't know what that will look like. I think I'm going to remain optimistic here based on the reports that we can continue to make progress and that by the time it absolutely has to be decided that we've got such good news that then it becomes a more fun decision, right? Like a fun way yeah. to to celebrate a guy. So I, I also saw a report, and this is all, by the way, I'm not just pulling this from random social media accounts. This is from the Kansas City Star. Uh, that there, there's a report that the league is considering if this game is not made up to implement a random number generator uh, for Kansas City where just randomly they pull a number out of a hat, I guess, and whatever number that is corresponds with a, a game, and that game doesn't count for playoff seeding if this Bills-Bengals game does not get made up. Um, I'm not that's sure that's the most equitable situation. Uh, it's either. probably as equitable as pulling the Broncos game. I, I yeah. honestly, like for that scenario, I, I think it, like for me, I think you're trying too hard there. You just go by winning percentage and you don't have that game. But 
but you've got you know the you've got more games that Kansas City has played and I finished know. than the Bills and Bengals, um, you know, and, and and so I think the thing that is going to be difficult is if this game is not made up, um, if the league and the players and the family and the team they all decide, look, we can't go back to Cincinnati and finish this game, like it just can't happen. Um, you're gonna have hurt feelings, and you're going to have one at least one team probably the bills unfortunately that are going to feel slighted in this because if you call it a no contest or if you call it a tie then yeah kansas city has a better winning percentage and even though buffalo has the tiebreaker it's not a tie at that point and kansas city gets the one seed um so th that's what makes this um really interesting to watch as we move forward i'm with you i think sitting back and waiting is probably the way to go until we know a little bit more. Um, and, and hopefully there's a way to get this game in. And hopefully the, you know, everything turns out okay with DeMar Hamlin and the players and the team. They're like, yeah, let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's go play for him. And maybe we can do a standalone game and that's going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. It's going to be a really cool spectacle. Hopefully that's what happens. But I think everything is, is still currently on the table. It is, and and again, like the the only real thing to do right now is wait, um, and that's across everything because people have, you know, everyone. I, I I have people asking me yesterday, and and again, nobody wants to ask because it feels unimportant, but it's just something that people are navigating with this, and and it sort of tells us how the NFL dictates. But they're like, what do we do with our fantasy football championship? Like, do it? Yeah. I'm like, guys, you just wait. Um, you know, you wait and see if they play the game, they play the game and you, and you, you wait, do it that way. But I'll tell you, uh, I'm in a couple of leagues right now. And, uh, and I don't know if you guys have had this conversation in your, the leagues you're in, but conversations of, Hey, why don't we just take all the winnings and donate them to DeMar's charity? Um, and, and so that's been a conversation that we've had. Um, one league, it, we were for sure doing that. We're taking all the winnings and they're being donated right to that that GoFundMe that's raised over $6 million uh, as of this morning. So that's one way to do it where you don't have to wait, and you can just say, you know what, it doesn't matter. Let's go ahead and donate all the winnings. Um, so that's that's yeah, one I, way to handle it. You know, th there's a lot of ways to handle it, but it, this is a situation where the answers aren't coming right now. They're just not. And and you just, you just you hang tight, and let's all hope for the best news. And, and just continue to, to go down that path. And and right now, everybody's been really good. You haven't heard any griping. We didn't hear from the Chiefs yesterday. We'll see when teams become available. All the players across the league are affected by this. Um, so you got to get through it. I think, you know, there will be opportunities for organizations to lead by example. But that comes with such a... And, and it's not as simple. You know, people want to say, well... Yeah, well, if the Chiefs lost a home game, they could just donate the the proceeds right to a charity. Okay, I don't. That's that's fine. But what about all the stadium workers? Uh, what about all the ho hotels in town and all those workers and the parking attendants and everybody that's involved with the benefits of a home game in the NFL? There's a lot to consider, and that's a really big ask of cities of people of people that can't afford just to not work a game they might be able to work. it's not that simple for everybody so it's just going to take a little time and patience to see how this goes and conversations with the family you know the difference we had some of this happening in the COVID year right but the difference is we had a long time 
to prepare and and lay out the potential scenarios for people, right? Here's what happens if, and that stuff was all agreed to and it was all set in place. And even though you might not agree with it, it was already there and you knew what was on the table and everything else. Nobody knows anything now. There was no preparation for something like this that we've never seen before on that stage. So we're just going to have to wait and see and continue to hope and pray that Hamlin gets better and hope that the NFL is having communications with that family first and foremost, with all the organizations involved, most directly Buffalo, and just see what the best path forward is, get all the options prepared, be prepared, and just and and at some point somebody's going to have to make a really difficult decision. I think the easiest and simplest decision is still the one we'll remain optimistic about. That's that DeMar Hamlin gets better and that you know something really fun and exciting can come out of this that benefits him and and everybody. Yeah, real quick, I want to go back to something you said yesterday, and this is really difficult to do in our world today of knee-jerk social media instant gratification reactions um it's okay to have patience and grace in a scenario like this right and as much as the seating is important and the playoff picture and the schedules and how it's all going to pan out who's going to get a home game what games are going to count it's it's interesting to talk about because we've never experienced anything like this ultimately it's secondary right and so um, i think extending some patience and some grace and sitting back and waiting and just you know saying hey look there's a wide variety of options on the table and the league. They don't know at this point what they're going to do either. And so we can speculate. We can talk about which uh, which options are better potentially than others. We can put our fan hat on and say, hey, for Kansas City, uh, this is going to be the best way to handle it because the Chiefs will get the one seed this way. Like, that's all well and good. That's fine. I get it. But ultimately, it's secondary. And we can all I think we should be able to extend some grace in this scenario and understand that nobody has the answers right now. And we'll have to figure out as we go forward, how that all is going to play out. I've been pleasantly surprised at how much of that we've seen. We've seen very little of just unreasonable um, expectations or takes out of this. I mean, very, very little. Some of the places you would always expect to find um, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I, I, I think society has been good, and everybody is extending that. So at least is what I can tell, and, and I'm as not totally locked on, into it. I don't. On July 4th, uh, it, it doesn't matter right now, or uh, J- January 4th, it doesn't matter. January 11th, it very well matter. could. I know, I know how and this so, goes. Yeah, and, and so that, that tide is building, and, and right now I think it's okay, and we're kind of like, all right, let's sit back and cross our fingers and just hope and wait and see. Uh, a week from now, it might be a different story. I think we're going to have some answers by the time games finish playing this next week. I think we will we will get some clarity, and we can roll with it. And again, we're still very much in the stage, and I think everyone agrees with this, for the most part, <clears throat> that DeMar Hamlin's health is what we're all going to focus on right now. And we've gotten a couple of good nuggets. Let's be excited about that, right? Let's Let's be optimistic and continue. Uh, to extend you know, prayers and energy toward that. And then we can extend energy toward the other stuff when the time comes. But it's not right now. 869-1240. Uh, we'll continue to talk the NFL. Jim Harbaugh could be coming back. Carolina rumors swirling. Will he be back at Michigan? How tired are Wolverine fans? Do you think of this yearly conversation? We'll talk to Jim Harbaugh in a potential return to the NFL next. 
Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Wichita's number one sports talk radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. 869-1240, the number to call here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, making our way through this Wednesday. Jad Chambers driving the ship for us. Tommy, Jim Harbaugh in the news. It's a yearly tradition. Michigan season ends, and the NFL rumors swirl. And Jim Harbaugh, to me, is very clearly interested in coming back. I think it's got to be the right place. Um, Jim Harbaugh has been insanely successful everywhere he's ever been as a college coach his overall record 132 and 52 he's made the playoff each of the last two years at Michigan Um, as an NFL coach go back a little ways and remember that he never finished under 500 most of the time he finished way over 500 44 and 19 over four seasons including two trips to the NFC Championship, one trip to the Super Bowl, uh, three trips, I should say, to the NFC Championship, one trip to the Super Bowl. Um, Jim Harbaugh, to me, Tommy, would be the top candidate for any job anywhere, no matter what it is. Like, he immediately becomes the top candidate for a job. Agree or disagree? 1,000% agree. Um, I think he is the top guy. I think he will kill in the NFL. Uh, like he did the last time he was around with the 49ers, took him to uh, a Super Bowl. Um, I don't like the landing spot potentially of Carolina, and I know that there are reports that he and the ownership at Carolina have had conversations. I don't like that as much because I want to see the Panthers 
stick with Steve Wilkes. I think Steve Wilkes has earned an opportunity to be the full-time head coach. Next year, he inherited that dumpster fire that Matt Rule left uh, when he got fired earlier this season and nearly led Carolina to the playoffs. So I, I want to see Steve Wilkes get a shot next season. So I don't like that landing spot, but I wholeheartedly agree that Jim Harbaugh should be at the top of the wish list for basically any team that has a head coach opening next season. You know, Wilkes had a very brief opportunity in Carolina. I mean, in uh, Arizona, that's it's really hard to remember. Uh, didn't go well. He's five and six, right, this year in Carolina. Is that right? Um, I think that's right. Yeah, it, that's it's right. Crazy. They were one and four when they let Matt Rule go, and yeah. uh, Steve Wilkes got him to five and six with guys like Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker at quarterback. Yeah, I, five and six. I, look, if Jim Harbaugh wants that job, you got to hire Jim Harbaugh. And I, and I think Wilkes is a fine candidate if you don't get somebody like Jim Harbaugh. And there won't be very many of those guys. Um, five and six. You know, if they were if they were seven and four. I mean, I I don't know if they make the playoffs, it will get interesting. But they can't now, so they're out. I I think. Look, I think, and, and Harbaugh's going to have an opportunity probably at any job. I think what gets really interesting and what makes this difficult is, like, if Jim Harbaugh made it very clear that he wanted to come to the NFL, how many teams that don't currently have an opening would have an opening all of the yeah. sudden? If you're the Raiders, would you be interested in Jim Harbaugh and be done with the sure. Josh McDaniels experience? Sure. I, I think you absolutely would be. Um I, I think there are a lot of teams that would be interested. If the Dallas Cowboys disappoint in the playoffs, again, would you be interested in Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, but I'm, Sean Payton would be right there, too, for you. Yes, he would. Uh, Sean, and, so Sean know, Payton so. is the other, and you took the words out of my mouth. He's the other elephant in the room here, too. Yeah. Um, Sean, There have been rumors that Sean Payton could go back to New Orleans and bring Tom Brady with him. Sean Payton wants, by a lot of reports, the Chargers job. I'm not sure the Chargers at this point would be able to move on from Staley. But if they were willing to, then the Chargers have to decide, what if we want Jim Harbaugh? Because if the Chargers were willing to move on and you're Jim Harbaugh, that becomes job one, right, with Herbert there. That that would become the premier job on the team side of it that anybody would want. So are they in a situation where if they have a disappointing postseason – they would be ready to move on from Staley. I think that the players seem to really like Staley, at least you know from very brief things that you hear. Um, so I don't know. There's going to be a lot of interesting coaching decisions made yeah. because of Harbaugh and Sean Payton. And everybody talks about uh, that, that there's that built-in connection with Harbaugh and the Colts because he played for the Colts. Harbaugh played for the Chargers, sure. too. Uh, he played yeah. two seasons for the Chargers in San Diego. So there's a connection there also. Um, of course, Denver is hanging out there as, you know, maybe a landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. Um, I don't know if I'm Jim Harbaugh that I would want to wade into that mess, but, you know, maybe the challenge of having Russell Wilson and all of that would be appealing to him. Uh, the, the thing that I think makes Jim Harbaugh especially, and even Sean Payton, both of them in different ways, um, so attractive is that they're known quantities and sure. you know what you're getting with them. It's they're 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 proven uh, winners at you know the different levels. Sean Payton won with the Saints for a long time, but with Jim Harbaugh, how many times do you see teams take a swing at a successful college coach and it doesn't work out? It happens all the time. Uh, major major college coaches like Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, 
It's happened with Chip Kelly. Happened with Nick a Saban. lot of other guys. Nick Saban. It's happened with big time college coaches where it doesn't work in the NFL. It's worked with Jim Harbaugh. He is one at college and he's one in the NFL. Yeah, he's more and like so, Pete Carroll, right? He he absolutely. was he was pretty good in the NFL absolutely. that went to college, was just as good. He, the guy just knows how to coach. It doesn't um, that doesn't happen very often. And no. so when you know that you've got a guy that can lead not only a college team to the highest levels, but can also lead an NFL team to a Super Bowl, and that's what he did with the 49ers. Uh he's he's a known quantity. He's proven at that point. This is why college football, to me, one of many reasons why it's had such an issue. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, it is – I don't want to say it's easier to win a Super Bowl than it is a national championship, but it might be. And and it's far more re- – like the expectations are far more reasonable in the NFL than they are in college football. Jim Harbaugh has now made two straight you know, college football playoffs, but because he hasn't won a title, people are going to almost look at that like it's disappointing. Right. And and forever he couldn't beat Ohio State, but they were still winning 10, 11 games a year. Like the expectations in college football are so outrageous at big time programs because it's so ridiculous how we determine our champions. That may change when we move to 12 teams. Right. Now you're making a playoff and you're doing these things. But if I'm Jim Harbaugh and I see that and I know the landscape that I've got to traverse and you've got the transfer portal every year now to move to mix in with NIL and recruiting anyway. Man, I, I just let me go coach. I, I'd go to the yeah. NFL in a second. And you make more sure. money in the NFL. I'm not sure that I agree with that generalization that the expectations are higher in college than they are in the NFL uh, because we've seen teams, and this year is an example, Denver with Nathaniel Hackett moving out a guy before the first season is even done. And you don't typically see that happen at the college well, ranks. And I think it depends upon the program, right? I don't think it's a generalization of college football altogether. Uh, I think it depends on the program. When you're at Michigan, yeah, there's an expectation that you are competing for national championships and getting into the title game every single year. But I'm not sure it's a college football as a whole because, you know, Jim Harbaugh didn't have those expectations at Stanford when he was there. Uh, no, I'm talking like about better. at the highest level, though. I'm talking about when you reach the highest level. He's not going to get to any higher level in college football than Michigan, where those expectations exist. Texas fired Mac Brown for winning 10 games a year. We see he it went all the, the time. He went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers the very next year, went 8-8, eight and eight, and was basically forced out of the job in San Francisco. Now he left on his own, but there were issues with you know him and the leadership in, 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 in San Francisco. Uh, so... I think that those expectations are – it's kind of apples and oranges. It's, it's different. Uh, oh, I, I agree it's apples and oranges. the NFL. But I think one of those fruits is clearly – to me, clearly better than the other. You make more money. You deal with less. You get an offseason to some degree. Like if you're Jim Harbaugh and you can pick your spot, which I think he can. And, and by the way, the jobs available that are going to be or are available right now – are quite a bit better than they usually are. Think about yep. that. Like Indianapolis, even Denver, with with the Russell Wilson thing, even Denver, because the rest of the Denver roster is still pretty good, right? Uh, Carolina's not a bad roster. Like most of these teams that are going to be available that either are now or might be are in better shape than jobs when guys come in. Now, How about Arizona, potentially? Uh, totally. You know, you've got Kyler Murray as your franchise yeah. guy. I don't think um, Jim Harbaugh's going to Arizona. I don't think he wants to deal with Kyler Murray. I yeah. think I think there's a better chance he'd end up in Denver than Arizona. I'll put it that way. 
Um, and I don't think he's going to end up in Denver either because I think Carolina or Indianapolis would be better spots right now. Um, I think Vegas is really interesting. I think Dallas could be really interesting, maybe not as much for Harbaugh, but for their guy, Sean Payton, because Dallas, we'll see what happens with Dallas. I mean, their postseason is going to dictate a lot of it, but it it feels like you're you're still treading water, and and they're right there too. And and maybe that's unreasonable, but Jerry Jones has got to reach a point of desperation at some point. So I'm going to pose a question to you here. We know that Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh both want to coach in the NFL next season. So knowing that, what do you think the odds are? And I'm not talking about one or the other. I'm talking about both. What do you think the odds are that both Mike McCarthy and Brandon Staley will be back with their respective teams next season? Both of them. Uh, Probably 70%. Because it's going to take a bold move by either organization to fire a playoff coach. And I'm not sure. The Cowboys certainly don't have a history of doing that. Um, and the do you Chargers. Take a big swing for a Jim Harbaugh or a Sean you Payton? Could. I mean, that's the interesting I, you question. You totally could. You totally could. But you got you to make sure you don't jack up the locker room either. And if, you know, especially with the Chargers, like if you, one, you go kind of get a gauge of the room, like from Herbert and your leadership, like, what do you think here? Because because you don't want to mess that up either. And the you know the Chargers are are not as good as we think they should be, but injuries have a large part to do with that. Um, the Cowboys, I feel like last year's playoff game was one of the worst coach games I've ever seen at the NFL level. But they're winning games in the regular season, and they've improved greatly this year despite some injuries over what I thought they'd be. So it's going to be difficult. I'd say seventy percent chance both those guys okay. are back, maybe even a little higher. But You've got two coaches here that anybody would have. I would probably lean Harbaugh. And I think the fit matters when it's Harbaugh or Peyton. I would be more comfortable if I'm a team without a quarterback, I think with Harbaugh, because the quarterback situation wasn't as locked in. Like Sean Payton is so directly tied to the greatness of Drew Brees. Um, And that's not a slight on Sean Payton at all, because I do think he's a great coach. It's just if I've got to take a chance and my team doesn't have a quarterback, I think there's a little bit more of a history of getting it done without that solved with Harbaugh. So I'd probably lean that way. Like for if I was Indianapolis or Carolina, for example, I'd probably prefer that. If I was the Chargers, I might prefer Sean Payton. Um, if I was the Cowboys, I might prefer Sean Payton. I'm not sure on that. But we have two candidates that are – probably better candidates than any we've seen right in a long time that are proven winners in the NFL, not retreads in the old sense that it's like, Oh yeah, you may no. these are, these are retreads that make a lot of sense for just about any team that would want to hire them. And it's yeah. going to make things fascinating. You know, what's really interesting in, in today's NFL, um, you know, in the, in the NBA, for example, um, it's not uncommon when you've got a, an open head coaching position for a team that if there's a star on the team, that the ownership and the, the leadership, they're consulting with the star. Like, who do you want to come in to be your head coach? We've seen that with LeBron, Kevin Durant. Like, these guys are, they're giving their opinions. And basically, the leadership is saying, all right, well, we'll go out and we'll get you a coach that will work well with you. You don't see that as much in the NFL. The rosters are a lot bigger. It's more of a team sport, that sort of thing. But you better believe that 
you know, in Dallas, at least, I would imagine that Dak Prescott will be consulted. Yes. Uh, Justin Absolutely. Herbert in, in, in yes. L.A., you know, do you yeah. want Sean Payton to come in? It would be that way in Kansas City if Andy Reid were to ever leave. I'm sure yeah. Clark Hunt and Brett Veach would have big-time conversations with Patrick Mahomes. Who do you want to have come in and be your coach? So that tide is shifting a little bit more where your star players, your star quarterbacks, especially with guys like Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, who have worked well with quarterbacks in the past, are having those conversations like, who do you want to have come in? It's the quarterback league. Joey Bosa and Micah Parsons aren't going to be consulted on the next right. head coach. Like it's it's a quarterback league. That's the only place you really would would need to do that. Maybe, um, and that's a style thing as much as anything. Uh, it's going to be a great coaching offseason carousel to watch. I think. I think it'll be really fascinating to see how it all works out. And it hasn't even started yet. Technically, eight six nine twelve forty. We're going to take a break. We'll come back tell you what's on tap on the networks today. Sports Daily uh, going to continue here. We got a lot of interesting stuff happening over the next couple of days in the sports world we'll get into some of that we'll wrap up this wednesday coming right back Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. Still waiting for uh, more hopefully positive news on Damar Hamlin. Uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. You'll get those updates all day here on KFH. Jim Rome coming your way at 11. Bob and Jeff from 2 to 4. Maggie and Perloff at 4. Zach Gelb at 5. Wichita State women's basketball at 6.15. That's what's on tap. Tommy, let's spend a little time on Wichita State women's basketball here. Um, they get to play tonight, and we continue to wonder when they get into conference play, right, how is it going to go? And, and I think they have an opportunity to build a little momentum here. As we get into the American, they get the win over Cincinnati. And look, I don't know a lot about Cincinnati, but I know they go on the road tonight at Tulsa in a game that you'll hear right here on KFH. It's a 6.30 tip. Pre-game begins at 6.15. But hey, one conference game in for Shocker Women's Basketball, one win. Um, I, I love that this is happening this year. You know, they've They've gotten out to an 11-3 and start, but the schedule's been so wacky in who they've played that a lot like the men, it's sort of a, it's sort of an unknown at this point, but one game in, things look good. It'd be a big win tonight to get that sort of momentum coming through for Keith Adams' squad. They've really only had, what, one letdown uh, this season? That was that home loss to Wyoming. Um, mm -hmm. you know, of course, they lost to Kansas, but the, the Lady Jayhawks are a top-25 team. Um, so, you know, getting into conference play with really one disappointing game throughout the non-conference, um, you can't ask for much more. And so getting that home victory against Cincinnati on the road at Tulsa tonight, um, you know, definitely building on that momentum where they could be uh, one of the top teams in the in the conference. I think I think that's absolutely on the table. So Tulsa right now is uh, they're eleven and three. They're also one and zero in the conference. So they're unbeaten at home. Very similar. I don't know what schedule they've played, 
But you go on the road and play a team like that, bit of a rivalry game, that's a big opportunity. Yeah. So we'll have our eyes on Wichita State women's basketball tonight. Uh, recap that a little bit tomorrow. But again, 6-15 pregame coverage begins right here on KFH with Steve Strain. Looking forward to hearing that call. Uh, we'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers. Been a nice Wednesday. We're getting back in the groove in the new year. Coming back for one more segment after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.